Welcome to 15 Minutes to Wellness by the American Council on Exercise. I'm Dr. Michael Mantell, the ACE Senior Fitness Consultant for Behavioral Sciences and your host for this series. My goal today and for every podcast in the series is to discuss some small steps you can take to help you better your life and find happiness through health. In each broadcast in the series, I'll interview a new health and fitness expert. I also want to welcome the hundreds of thousands of folks searching for positive ways to make health, nutrition, and fitness a part of their daily, hectic, busy, tight, and budgeted lives. More than 192 million Americans are not active to healthy standards. More than 30% are totally sedentary, and that number has increased over the last five years. Our focus has got to be wrong. And with me today is Dan Goldman. Over 20 years ago, back in 1995, Daniel Goldman wrote a book that totally reshaped the way we work in our offices, in classrooms, at homes. And this book, Emotional Intelligence, Why It Can Matter More Than IQ, became an international bestseller disrupted the way psychologists were working with people, topped the bestseller list, became one of the most influential books of all time in our field, sold more than 5 million copies, and Dan Goldman is here with us today. He's a Harvard-educated psychologist, two-time Pulitzer Prize nominee, and he's here to talk today about his most recent work, which is actually celebrated on the cover of this month's Harvard Business Review. The book is called Focus, the Hidden Driver of Excellence. There's also a CD, Cultivating Focus for Excellence. And he co-founded the Collaborative for Academic, Social, and Emotional Learning at Yale University's Child Study Center, and then moved that over to the University of Illinois, and also directs the Consortium for Research on Emotional Intelligence in Organizations at Rutgers. He has organized a series of intensive conversations between the Dalai Lama and scientists. And this guy is one of the most fabulous psychologists I know. And if I can say, he's a real mensch. He's a good guy. And I appreciate your giving us the time today, Dan. Welcome aboard. Well, thanks. I'm happy to be here and I'm looking forward to our conversation. Now, Gretchen Rubin, uh, who is a best-selling author of The Happiness Project, wrote, Goldman makes the convincing case that the ability to focus is a key to excellence, both in our personal and professional lives, and also explains how to boost that focus. We know that people are just not focusing on the right things today, that they are just totally overwhelmed with being pulled from so many different places. I'm interested in how focus relates to health coaches in working with clients to help them better their health, and particularly um, how this ties into your original thinking with emotional intelligence as well. Let's talk about focus and how this works with health. Well, I think there are two big connections. Uh, First of all, when we're talking about focus uh, with regard to emotional intelligence, we're talking about the the main part of emotional intelligence, which is self-awareness, being able to tune into ourselves, our thoughts, our impulses. Are we concentrated now or not? This kind of meta-awareness, as well as being able to use that information to manage ourselves well. 
half the trick of getting people to be fit is to have them notice that they're not exercising, they're not eating right. You need this self-awareness, this, this ability to monitor yourself. And that's a, an inner focus, which I feel is, is one of uh, three very important kinds of focus in our lives. Inner focus means we can know what's going on inside ourselves and manage ourselves well. The second kind is um, focusing on other people, you know, your clients, the people you're working with. This is essential. Uh, fitness is a, a really a relationship business. And the third is understanding the larger forces you're operating in. But let me go back to that first one. Uh, the ability to tune into yourself, to resist the temptation to, you know, just sit there and, and uh, do your email or wander the web or you know read Facebook when you should be out exercising. Uh, this is a, a very basic uh, mental skill that supports everything people in the fitness industry are trying to do. They're, you're really trying to help people monitor their own activity levels, their own uh, nutrition and so on, and get them to act on that. So that's half... Uh, half the battle, I think, in, in the, the fitness world. So I feel that the ability to manage your focus and also, this is very important, the fact that you can enhance your ability to focus, uh, I think opens a, a new realm for the fitness industry, frankly, which is not only to help people uh, be able to to work out, for instance, or to manage their, their physical health, but also to help them in the mental gym. And what I mean by that is concentration predicts how well someone will do in any sport, for instance. I think any, any coach knows this, but the ability to focus, the ability to pay full attention to what you're doing so you can do it better and improve it consistently can be... Uh, enhanced and it's very simple the basic move in the mental gym is you put your focus your concentration where you want it to be your mind is going to wander that's the way the mind is wired so your mind wanders off and you notice that it wandered you have to be mindful you have to go to the balcony and of your mind and see what's going on inside so you notice it's wandered and you bring it back to that point of focus sounds simple but it's, it's as basic to uh, mental well-being and to full concentrative ability as doing reps in a gym. Every time you're lifting a weight and doing a repetition, you make that muscle just a little bit stronger. Same in the mental gym. Every time someone notices their mind has wandered off from where they're concentrating and brings it back, they strengthen the brain cells, the circuitry for focus for concentration. And I think this makes sense to add to what everyone is doing with people because it helps people be more present, for example, as they're working out, as they're monitoring their health. Now, one of the steps in our 28-day transformation focuses, not to use the word too much, but focuses on information. So we have someone going into the grocery store, the supermarket or whatever, food shopping. And you say that attention or focus works like a muscle in your book, Focus, The Hidden Driver of Excellence, uh, which just came out. And again, I think it's imperative that we all read this. You say that it's a mental muscle. We're walking into the supermarket. How do we begin exercising this muscle 
for the proper focus on our own nutrition or shopping habits? What do, what do you suggest? Well, I think there you want people to not just impulsively grab that same item they've always been getting, you know, that processed food, which is a, has negative nutritional value, too much salt, too much fat, too much sugar, and you want them to stop, become self-aware, like, okay, this is a decision point that I usually miss when I go shopping in my kind of habitual way, just letting my automatic routines take over. And this is a moment for habit change. Every habit change takes intentional concentration. It takes effort. It takes stopping what you usually do automatically, blindly, the bad habit, and paying attention to the decision point now. And that might mean looking at a particular category of food item and starting to actually read the nutrition labels and starting, look, oh, well, there's too much salt in this one. Oh, well, this one uh, doesn't have its low sodium or whatever it is you're, you're trying to get people to change in their lives and to bring full intentional awareness to that moment. Only with this what's called top-down awareness can you make a change in an automatic habit. And food habits and food buying is, is totally routinized. That means it's handled by the bottom-up brain. We do it automatically without thinking. People go shopping usually thinking about something else. Go down the aisles and get the same thing they always do. But you want them to stop, realize they have to pay attention, bring full, and make the better choice. Now, in your book, Focus, the Hidden Driver of Excellence, I love the fact that you call it the hidden driver. I've, I've been describing it to people I talk to as the secret sauce of excellence because we don't, we don't pay attention to it. But in any case, in the book, you, you have a great uh, discussion of how Walter Michel, uh, who was the mastermind behind the marshmallow test, that I want you to tell our listeners about how he proposed teaching the cookie monster cognitive control strategies. Tell us all about this. Cognitive control means you can put your attention where you want it and keep it there and ignore distractions. If you're a kid, you know, it's, I'm, I'm going to do my homework, then I'm going to do the video game. It's that simple. If you're someone at work at a uh, computer, it's I'm going to get this important project to the point I need to get it to today before I check my email, look at tweets, da-da-da-da. You know, the hundreds of digital distractions that are always trying to intrude. And if it's someone in a gym, it's I'm going to pay full attention to getting better at this thing I'm practicing uh, rather than let it go on automatic. And you know the difference between people at the top of their game uh, in sports is that they continue to pay full attention to the effort they have to make to do that one next thing that will help their game get a little bit better, and they do that continuously with the help of an expert coach. So that's what uh, makes the difference between amateurs and professionals. So uh, in the marshmallow test, this was done with four-year-olds at the Stanford Preschool by a psychologist named Walter Michel, he said to these four-year-olds, he'd bring them in one by one, put a little marshmallow in front of them and say, you can have this marshmallow now if you want, but uh, if you wait 10 minutes after I come back from an errand, you can have two then. And that's a test of cognitive control. Michel uh, recently uh, was a consultant to Sesame Street, helping them model cognitive control for toddlers in a segment and uh, the, the segment was about Cookie Monster and the Cookie Connoisseur Club. 
in the cookie connoisseur club, you get a cookie, you examine it for imperfections, you sniff it, you take a nibble. Well, Cookie Monster couldn't control himself. It's like grabbing the marshmallow. He would gobble the cookie, of course. But then Michelle suggested they tell Cookie Monster, look, Cookie, you can have all the cookies we're going to taste, and it's a wonderful range of cookies, if you'll only nibble now. And that was what got him to delay gratification, which, of course, is uh, what cognitive control is about. But cognitive control is also what keeps someone practicing, what keeps someone working toward a goal, uh, and what keeps someone from ignoring the impulse to give up, to, to get distracted, to space out. So I think it's vital in the fitness world. The difference between the champion and the amateur is cognitive control. The champion has the eye of an expert coach watching his or her game and seeing what could be improved next, what you can tweak next, where you need to put your attention on improving. And this requires effortful attention, top-down attention, not automatic base brain attention. That's where the amateurs go. They let their game be as good as it is. They don't improve. But people at the top of the sport, at the top of any domain of expertise, always try to look for the thing they can get better at. That's exactly so. That's why I wanted you to bring this out. So do you think that, you know, I, I work with clients who say to me, you know, I have I pay all this attention to myself. Sometimes I'm, I'm tired of paying so much attention to myself. Can you have too much focus on yourself? Can it be a bad thing? Well, it's like working with a muscle group. You know, you can only work muscles so hard. And you, you've got to let them rest, relax, and restore. And that's actually part of the process of building up concentration so you can wear it out after a while. And one sign is people become distracted, even though they're trying. They become irritable. Uh, they say, you know, I can't do this anymore. And it may be that they need a break. So I'd say uh, a... A, a moderate period of daily practice of concentration is very, very helpful because it strengthens that muscle. You don't want to push people too hard, but you want them to practice regularly. That's why uh, when I did the book Focus, which is the why-to, I also made some audio instructions, the how-to, and those are available from morethansound.net. And I have one for grown-ups, one for teens, one for kids, because you have to do this in developmentally appropriate ways. But uh, basically, I gave them a set of different exercises to try, each of which will help build a focus ability in a different way. And I think the idea of daily practice is as important in the mental gym as it is in the physical gym. You talk about self-awareness in the book, Focus. Uh, you call it the inner rudder. Tell us about that. It's something I saw done in a second-grade classroom in Spanish Harlem with kids who have really tough childhoods. They live in housing projects, very traumatic, chaotic. Uh, and you would expect the classrooms to be just as chaotic as, as the housing projects. But actually, when I went to that classroom, I was astonished. The kids were very calm, very concentrated. The teacher said it's because of breathing buddies. We do this every day uh, at a certain time of day in the morning, each child goes to their cubby, gets a small stuffed animal, lies down on the floor, puts that stuffed animal on their tummy, and all as they breathe out, they count one, two, three on the in-breath, one, two, three on the out-breath, and they keep their attention there. This is exactly the uh, kind of exercise that I've, I've put on the uh, 
audio instructions because it's the core of being good concentration, good self-awareness, the ability to notice when your mind has wandered and bring it back. And that, as I said, is the basic move uh, in the inner gym. Dan Goldman, I could spend a day interviewing you, and I'm looking forward to having more time with you to help train our health coaches. But I want to thank you very, very much for the 15 minutes you did this morning. And folks, if you have trouble remembering what your trainers are telling you, uh, you're overwhelmed with information, you're eating on autopilot, you you're, see your kids munching away and being sedentary, you're one of the more than 192 million Americans who are not exercising and are active to healthy standards, uh, or you're totally sedentary, I want you to pick up this book, Focus, the Hidden Driver of Excellence by our very prominent and renowned guest, Dr. Daniel Goleman. Dan, thank you so much. I appreciate the time. Look forward to chatting with you again soon. Thanks. It was a real pleasure. And uh, I want to thank everyone for joining us today. As always, I encourage you to subscribe to this podcast and continue your journey to health and fitness by visiting acefit.com, where you can find everything you need to live your most fit and healthy life. You can explore thousands of healthy recipes, health and fitness videos and articles, uh, workout plans, health programs, creative ways you can get your family moving, and really expert insight on a wide range of topics. Join me next time on 15 Minutes to Wellness, which you can find at acefit.com slash fitcasts. I'm Dr. Michael Mantell, thanking you for being with us on 15 Minutes to Wellness.